The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks Raider for Daily High Vancouver, and one of the co-hosts here are Locked On Canucks. Before we dive into the show, we got to thank you. Yes, you right now tuning in for tuning in to Locked On Canucks. It is your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Before we get into the episode, I also got to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Slaber. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to talk about Andre Kuzmenko. Would it be crazy if the Canucks traded Andre Kuzmenko? Is this something that's actually going to happen? Or is you know just uh, is this just a case of a player not playing well and ending up in rumors because of that? Uh, we're also going to talk about Ethan Bear. We're learning just as we're kicking off the show that Ethan Bear has signed a multi-year deal with the Washington Capitals. Um, we were going to talk about how the Canucks are no longer the front runners to get him, and now it's official. They're out of the Ethan Bear sweepstakes. So what's next for your Vancouver Canucks on that defense? And finally, we're going to end off the show talking about our goats of the week and our Canucks weekly power rankings. But before we get to any of that, someone who's always number one on my power ranking, Kyle Bowen, how you doing, brother? Well, it's not like 100% confirmed, but Elliot Friedman is saying that Ethan Bear is going to sign with the Washington Capitals, and they are going to offer some terms. So that's that. And I don't really care, to be honest, man. We'll talk more about that in like 10 minutes, all right? Uh, possible Ethan Bear replacements. Uh, you know what one of the guy's names rhymes with? Woosie. Okay, for real. Anyways, my name Kyle Bowen. That's Trevor Beggs. I mean, that right there is Trevor Beggs. And man, oh man, I feel uh, I feel better about my life these days. For real, two straight wins brings me back to a place of peace. And now we can get hot. And I do believe the Canucks can beat the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow. And I don't know if Andre Kuzmenko is going to be in the lineup. This is concerning. And I know Lafferty's doing his thing on the top line. He's looking really good on that top line, and he's proven me wrong. But I can't see a future where the Vancouver Canucks find success without having another dynamic winger doing his thing. And I thought Andre Kuzmenko was dynamic. Was I fooled? Begsy, let me know. I, I, I don't think you're a fool. I think right now Andre Kuzmenko is still a, a damn good hockey player. He's just mired in a, in a drought and we kind of saw it against Carolina there was two plays in that game to me that stood out as proof that Andre Kuzmenko is you know either having bad puck luck or just not feeling it you know he had a perfect chance at getting a high danger chance right in the slot on the power play uh, open shot of the goaltender and he decided to pass to Bester his pass missed Bester the whole power play had to regroup and then there's another play in that game where Kuzmenko was literally an inch away from scoring uh, at even strength, along with his linemates, uh, Nils Amon and Phil DiGiuseppe, and Brady Shea ends up, you know, checking his stick, and uh, the Canucks mm-hmm. end up not scoring there. But to me, Kuzmenko still has the tools of being a really good player. And I think right now it is just a lack of confidence. I think the bigger issue here is 
what's going to happen between Kuzmenko and Tockett. And we talked about it last week. Every day is no. We suggested that these two need to go to the Amsterdam Cafe, you know, maybe have some vegetables and uh, light it up. Life, man. Light it get, up. Get over this, uh, get over this little struggle that the two of them are having. But if they can't figure it out, then you start to wonder, will the Canucks turn on to Kuzmenko? And I think we've seen with this management group, they have been the most active management group mm-hmm. in terms of trades in the NHL. So it's certainly not a, I wanted to come in here and say like, this is just noise. Kuzmenko's going to bounce back. He's probably not going to be traded, but these are the different times of Vancouver. This is a different management regime. And I do think that if the relationship between the player and the coach seems untenable, there's a good chance that Andre Kuzmenko could be traded. But what's the value coming back? And are we better off just waiting for Kuzmenko to find his game, get confident for him and Taka to become best friends and really figure this thing out? And I wonder if one of the solutions, and this is something that we're not talking about really off- often because I think it it's just so so much of a surprise, so far-fetched, but can Kuzmenko find a little bit of chemistry with a guy like Pew Suter who's set to come back? And maybe that's the next bet for, again, Kuzmenko to, Kuzmenko to find a path where he plays meaningful offensive games. You know what I'm saying? Like, produce some points, bro. We need it. Uh, all in all, again, I just find it hard to believe that the Vancouver Canucks can move forward and be a really good team if Andre Kuzmenko is not that guy. Well, what are you going to do? Trey Kuzmenko and get a defenseman back, and then what are you going to do? You're going to have Lafferty at, and Mikheyev and... You know what I'm saying? As you're a part of your top six with Patterson, that just sounds, it doesn't sound like it was a plan. But could it work? I mean, it's working right now. And maybe I'm being too pessimistic. Can it work, though? Can you, can you, can you see the Vancouver Canucks make a deep playoff run if two of their top sing, six wingers are Mikheyev and Sam Lafferty? No. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll say that's this right now. I think we're all, it's easy to, to get caught up in the short term. And you know, we've talked about it on this network. Every dayers know that. You know, one of the big prevailing theories in this market is that this team needs another top six winger. So now you're going to go out and trade a top six winger. And then you, one in a month from now after trading Kuzmenko, we're going to be talking about how we need a top six winger, right? So mm-hmm, exactly. I think with Kuzmenko, like you said, Kyle, I think you're bang on. The Canucks are best off waiting for him to bounce back. This is not a time to trade a guy when you know he's making $5.5 million. He's playing on the fourth line. Like this is Brock Bester last season all over again, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, again, I think there's underlying numbers in Kuzmenko's game that suggest that he's uh, due for a bit of a bounce back. Now his shooting percentage, it was unsustainable. He was never going to shoot 27% again. Um, But, you know, there's parts of his game where he's still passing the puck. He's still making plays. Uh, He's still still generating chances when he's on the ice, except for this last stretch of games here. So I do see a situation where Kuzmenko's back up in the top six, but he's got to earn the trust of talking. And I think that is the biggest sticking point here, Kyle. And, and can, can guys I, like Mikhaev, guys like Lafayette have earned the trust of talking, and yeah. Kuzmenko just hasn't. Well, dude, look at what look at what uh Tockett said at the end of the game on Saturday. He says he hopes that Lafferty can continue to do what he's doing and stay up there. So yep. he's not looking to move Lafferty off of that line. And I want to circle back to the whole Pew Suter Andre Kuzmenko thing. I know we've never seen it, but do you think there's a chance that a, Kuzmenko could find chemistry with them, and B, maybe a guy like Suter on the third-slash-fourth line can kind of open up the spectrum for Kuzmenko. Like, okay, you know what? I'm playing with Pew Suter. He's decently decently well off offensively, but he's really good defensively. Like, can Maybe the change of scenery in that position can help him 
elevate his game, whereas right now he's playing with Niels Amon. And that's just yeah. dull. Yeah. You know, when you first said that, you know, Pius Suter, can he help go Kuzmenko get his game back? It's like, okay, really, is Pius Suter going to be the guy to rejuvenate Kuzmenko? But you know, Pius Suter had goals in four or five games before getting injured. This guy does know how to produce yeah. offense at the NHL level. Um, so, again, I, I personally just think Kuzmenko's in a cold slump. He's going to figure it out. Uh, he's going to get back to scoring goals, putting up points again. He's going to find his way back up to the lineup. And I do think this coaching staff ideally wants him with Petey. I mean, when Taka came in here last year, you know, Kuzmenko and Petey were, were glued at the hip. Mm-hmm. I almost wanted to see Kuzmenko away from Petey a bit to see how he performed, right? Especially Ooh. before you signed that contract. Um, but that's that's all uh, that's all revisionist Damn. history now. And again, if you wanted if you wanted to trade Kuzmenko, you probably could have gotten a first rounder for him last season. Like that would have been the time to do it. Ah oh, man, now you're gonna go sell him for pennies on the dollar? No, it doesn't no, make no. a lot of sense. No way, no way, no way. There's pennies on the dollar being returned for Andre Kuzmenko. I don't want that. That's not the bet the Canucks have to make. Now, Angelo, this is the first time doing this, okay? Angelo's like, yo, maybe uh, Florida would want Kuzmenko and they'd offer up a, a right shot defense slash premium package for Kuzmenko. And then we have Aaron. Aaron, oh, dude, look at the legend right here. Aaron Gray. I'm pretty sure it's the right Aaron Gray, okay? The real Aaron Gray. Dude, trust me, this is the most popular Aaron in Surrey, for real. He built Trevor Lynn in Club 16, Surrey Central by himself. All right? Anyways, he says... Keep Kuzi, but pair him with the defensive-minded line center. Now, we did play a lot with Pedersen. Pedersen is two-way elite. He was kind of already playing like uh, with a guy like that. But like I said earlier, maybe, just maybe, when Pia Suter comes back and Kuzmenko is paired with him, because I think that's going to happen. I think Bluger, uh, Garland, and Joshua, they just had such a long leash of games together. It's kind of kind of going to be hard to break them apart, even though Suter was the main guy there for a long time. I, again, I don't think that's going to happen. Suter, Kuzmenko, some chemistry. Suter, a better player than Niels Amon. Maybe, just maybe, something then happens with Andre Kuzmenko as a bottom six forward fighting confidence. Uh, can you see that, right? I, I can see that. Yeah, well, I think you mentioned it, Kyle, right? I think Pew Suter uh, would be an okay lineman for Kuzmenko. I mean, look at the Canucks centers right now, though, right? Like, which one are you not trusting in a defensive matchup? Pedersen, Miller, Bluger, and Suter. I mean, Bluger and Suter Ooh. were brought in because they could play defense. Pedersen was touted as a Selkie candidate coming into the season. Milker might be the Miller might be the front runner for the Selkie right now. So I think with any one of those centers, um, you know, shout out to Aaron, friend of the show. I think if you pair Kuzmenko with any one of those centers, he can be with a defensive-minded center. Um, and, but yeah, I, again, it's just a matter of him finding his game again and, and forechecking, right? And and doing consistently. Again, we've seen Kuzmenko forecheck. We haven't seen him do it consistently, and I think that's one of the reasons why he's kind of riding the pine right now. Am I being too soft on Kuzmenko? You know what I'm saying? Should I be more uh, aggressive with my criticism? I don't know. Again, I think I think early on in the season, I did feel like I saw Kuzmenko battling a bit harder than he was last year, and I think now what we're seeing is yeah. kind of the opposite of that because you can clearly see that this guy has no confidence, and he's scared, and then he's trying to do, trying to do too much sometimes, too much. Spinning around, holding on to the puck too long. He's unable to keep it simple. He's una- he's unable to overall just find any flow to his game. And it's because Tockett is, A, right down his neck and also not afraid to call him out in the media, you know? Like he's a whipping boy. Yeah, he really is. And, you know, with the possibility that he could be traded, I think on the other side, we'll tie a couple things in, right? Obviously, the Canucks missing out on the Ethan Bear sweepstakes, if you want to call it that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they got to find plan B on defense. And uh, to as to Anthony's comment there, 
you know, maybe there is a situation where it's Kuzmengo for a defenseman. Again, I feel like I'm a deja vu. Like we're talking about trading another winger for another defenseman here for your Vancouver Canucks, but maybe it's possible. Let's touch on some potential teams that could use Kuzmengo on the other side and see if there's a fit uh, and a winger for a defenseman trade. Before we do that, I got to shout out eBay Motors, baby, okay? Passion, drive, and patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts to choose from for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your partner's guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, baby. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply, eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, okay, you're locked on. Yes, locked on, locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. Uh, we both from Surrey, British Columbia, man. It's the holiday season. I'm feeling good. I got a jump start on my Christmas shopping, too. For real, I'm being responsible. I hope you're doing the same thing. Straight up, again, Trevor, you got to watch the Tiger Woods documentary because it really t- tells you that children really are absorbing it all and they remember things in their own ways, right? They may, they may not have the concrete memories and they may not be able to spell them out verbatim in the future, but they will remember what you're doing for them right now, a.k.a. what you get them for Christmas in a couple of weeks. I know your your son, Henry, what, like five months old, four months old, six months old, like how old is this guy? Like he's super young. He's going to remember what you get him, okay? He is. Don't just get him at your daughter's toys, okay? He's going to know they've already been in the house. I thought he's six months old, man. All he needs is some wrapping paper. I think that's the best present, <laughs> no? No, I'll buy it. All right, man. i got to take a page out of Kyle's book in Christmas shop, man. Unbelievable, man. What are you doing to me? Dude, I loved it, man. Um, I, got, I got ahead of it, man. I, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good, you know? Uh, I've never done that before. I never started my Christmas, Christmas shop in this early, and I think it's because I'm 30 years old. Uh, how old is Ethan Bear? Like, why Why does it feel like uh, the Vancouver Canucks and some of their fan base, I'm not going to say all of the fan base because we're educated, but again, some of the fan base is like, oh my God, the season is over. We didn't get this guy. What's going on? We're Who's capped out. the season's over, Dude, Max? Okay, just, I'm just fe- I don't think anyone's saying I'm, that. I'm feeling as if a lot of people think <laughs> that this was a big deal for the Vancouver Canucks to grab Ethan Bear. I think it was the easy solution, right? I think that's why it's fair to be bummed out. Ethan Bear mm. fit in well with this team when he was here, fit in well with Quinn Hughes. Uh, I think he proved he could play anywhere. Like, he even made OEL look good. Now, maybe OEL was bound to look good somewhere else. That's another story. Uh, but Ethan Bear fit in here well. He was likely to come on a relatively cheap contract, and he was going to give some much-needed insulation to the right side of that blue line. Now, without Ethan Bear, the Canucks got to figure out a plan B, and that's where the possibility of trading Kuzmenko kind of starts to uh, reappear here. Now I'm going to toss at a couple teams who I think could maybe use Kuzmenko and do have the cap flexibility to do so. And the first team I'm going to toss out is ironically the team that Ethan Bears is reportedly going to the Washington Capitals. Now I'll say this. I think the Washington Capitals have the underlying numbers have not been good. 
They're last in the league with 62 goals scored. Uh, they're tied with the San Jose Sharks for the lowest amount of goals in the NHL. Uh, and again, that's with Ovechkin still on that team. Now, obviously, a big history of Russian players in Washington. Could you see any possibility of Kuzmenko going there? And I'll preface it by saying that with Backstrom and Patrick on LTIR, uh, the Capitals have over $8 million of cap space. Uh, and again, Ethan Bear's only, you know, marginally cut into that. Well, can you do me a favor and hop on Twitter? Because I think that Satir Shah tweeted out a bunch of players on Washington who happen to be right-handed defensemen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe that yeah. could be a, a a fit for the Vancouver Canucks on both sides. That being said, I still don't want to. Well, tra- you know. I, I still don't want to trade this guy. Why can't we just replace Ethan Bear with Carson Soucy? Straight up, straight up. I, I I mean, honestly, I think I think that was an option heading into the season, but this team was so reluctant to put left shot guys on the right mm. side, and now I think after the Zadorov trade, they're going to have to do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, everydayers know this. If you've been with us since the summertime, I was saying back in the summer, the pairing that I wanted to see. Uh, was Hughes and Susie, right? And this is before, I mean, I think most Canuck fans thought Hughes and Hronik was a bit of a pipe dream and the defense would be too thin after that. I wanted to see Hughes and Susie together. I think Susie can provide a little bit of what Luke Shen brought in terms of being physical, in terms of being hard to play against. Uh, but Susie's also got some uh, some better puck skills than Shen, although I, I don't think it's uh, he's miles ahead of him or anything like that. Um, but, you know, in terms of the, the right-handed defenseman on Washington, and here I, I have it right up on cap friendly. They're, like they're, Top three defensemen in terms of cap that are all right shot guys is John Carlson. He's probably not going anywhere. Nick Jensen, uh, three years left at four million bucks. He's 33 years old. And Trevor Van Riemsdyk, 32 years old, three million bucks left on his deal. Both guys are serviceable, but you know, somewhat hefty cap hits there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, theoretically, if you're trading Kuzmenko, you're cleared up with the cap space and, and bolstering the right side. And man, again, oh man. those are not deals I love because uh, those guys are older, they're not as good as Kuzmenko. It goes back to the season really matters for the Canucks. And do you think they have a shot at winning the Stanley Cup? And if the answer is yes, then you got to kind of consider a move like that. Even if, you know, I don't love it, I wouldn't make a move like that. It's hard for me to stomach the Vancouver Canucks giving up even more assets this year for another, another like, number five defenseman. You know what I'm saying? If there's a deal to be made for a defenseman where you're swapping assets for a guy like Philip Peronic as you know what I'm saying you're, you're swinging big then I'm down for it but if the Canucks are in the market to like trade another second round pick a third round pick a fourth round pick for a number five D-man I, don't, I can't stomach that I can't and maybe this is why you keep bringing up Andre Kuzmenko's name maybe there can be a hockey trade right a one for one and look at look at again Aaron man all star from Surrey okay hot take and coming but what if the Canucks trade Andre Kuzmenko because they're like you know what we're gonna replace Kuzmenko with Phil Kessel Unreal, dude. Oh man, Aaron, Aaron. If, uh, <laughs> if you watched our short, if you watched the short game show on Tuesday, Aaron and I were at the rink. Uh, it okay. was a good time despite the loss. But, who, uh, who else? Who else is out there? Like, who else is out there that's available at a low cost? I'm talking sixth round pick, seventh round pick, because essentially everyone wanted Ethan Bear because it was going to cost this team nothing. Is there a player out there where that trade can be made? Because that's the one we got to made. We already we already gave up a third yeah. and change you know and change for Zadorov. It's I know that I know one of those picks is like twelve years old. I know I know we didn't give up anything for Zadorov really. But who can we get that's borderline free? That's the research we got to do this week. Yeah, and I think one name that pops into my mind now. This player comes with a bit of a cap at himself, but it's Ilya Lubushkin with the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, you got a very young blue line there, aside from Fowler, Gudis, and Lubushkin. A lot of young guys pushing for playing time. 
uh, just, just look at their defense on the NHL roster right now. I mean, um, it's a lot of young guys, and they don't even have Drysdale in the lineup. He's still injured. Owen Zellweger is another guy they got in the system as well. Um, Drew Hellison, Tristan Luneau. Like the, the, the Ducks got a lot of young guys pushing for minutes on that blue line. So I think Ilya Labushkin is a guy that's easily expendable. Uh, he's a big right shot Russian defenseman. He's going to play physical, does not have good puck skills. Um, he should be that kind of guy that, you know, you trade a six-round pick for. There you go. That's a guy that comes Those to are mind. the names, man. Those are the names. Anyways, I just want Canucks Nation to just breathe a bit. Breathe a bit. Or maybe I got to give them the benefit of the doubt because if you don't bring in another guy, that means Tyler Myers is going to play every single game. Zadorov is going to play every single game. Will these guys not be accountable. You get what I'm saying? If you bring in another guy, maybe everyone is on their toes mm-hmm. and you're not making mistakes because that's what's going to cost you. And it's been pretty apparent over the last couple of games, maybe the last week and a half, that, yeah, more pressure on Tyler Myers. Yeah, he was playing some pretty good hockey early on, but it was only because he didn't have any pressure on him. But once you apply a little bit of pressure, that guy's going to that guy's yeah. gonna mess up. Hey, on this note, I got to say this too. Maybe the Canucks don't bring in somebody because... Noah Juleson has turned a corner. Now, we've burnt Noah Juleson on this program so many times, bro. We have, bro. I know this guy's a Surrey native, so we got we to gotta give him his flowers when he's doing well based on the fact that, again, we've poo-pooed on this guy every single episode last week and the week before. This all being said, I think he's played, like, very little minutes over the last two or three games. Maybe that's a, a form of accountability uh, pressed on by Tockett, but it's working because he's played mistake-free hockey I would say, in the last two games. And that's a, that's a surprise, man. And it's still a surprise to see this guy be the first D-man off, uh, on the ice when we're about to kill a five-on-three against one of the most elite teams in the league. I know Carolina's not doing their thing, but Noah Juleson, a favorite for Rick Tockett. Yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe undeservedly so sometimes. But, uh, you know, I want to I wanna cheer for Noah Juleson, born in Surrey, Grew up in Abbotsford. He's a local kid. Sorry. But, sorry. Oh, he just, <laughs> he's looked, uh, give me credit, guys. He's looked a little, bit, a little bit better the past couple of games, but he's mainly looked overmatched out there, which is why I think the Canucks do need to find another right shot defenseman. Uh, before we get to our goats of the week and a quick spoiler, uh, Tyler Myers, Tyler Myers <laughs> was not one of the Canucks goats of the week. Uh, just a, you know, a, a back to earth week for him. I'm going to toss it a couple more teams who uh, could potentially be suitors uh, for Andre Kuzmenko. Um, I'm, I toss it the Anaheim Ducks, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Minnesota Wild, the New York Rangers. Any of those four teams you think could potentially be suitors for Andre mm, Kuzmenko? I, I was about to say the Rangers, but I don't think they're in the market to acquire a player like Andre Kuzmenko prior to the playoffs. I think if they're going to go out and make a splash within their forward group, it's got to be for somebody who's a bit more grittier and you can play a more all-around game, you know? Because they're equipped. They're equipped. And I think they tried to do that last year with Patrick Kane. Didn't work. Didn't work. Did they try to do that again mm-hmm. with Tarasenko? I think so. Didn't work. Didn't work. So, yeah. I don't know if it's New York. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the Wild. Maybe the Wild, right? Because Kuzmenko's still a great player. But all all this, you know, Kuzmenko this, Kuzmenko there, it's, it's kind of scaring me, man. Because I was so wrong on Brock Besser. So, so wrong on Brock Besser. And this team needs top six dynamic wingers. And if we get rid of Kuzmenko and Phil Kessel is a replacement, I don't know, man. That's going to scare me. Bagsy, who, who are we shouting out here? Okay. All right. Can I just go to the week on the other 
I that I let you give us your cruise package here on Locked On Canucks. Uh, before we get to the goats of the week, I got a shout out sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Andre Kuzmenko could score 50 goals. The Canucks could hoist the Stanley Cup, and you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is my number one choice for daily fantasy sports, and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Kuzmenko, Nils Hoaglander, or Phil Giuseppe will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Canucks fans. You could win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, okay. We back on another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Bags. And this is also the first time we've produced this show that's based in the West Coast that produces all the West Coast bias you need live. We're doing this live, man. Damn, bro. Where's Harpoon, man? He's probably hard as a rock right now. He's probably stiff. He's probably bricked up down down there, for real. And we answering questions too, man. We, we got a lot of work to do prior to January, okay? New era, Locked on Canucks coming very soon. Now, before we get to go to the week, I do want to Bring up this comment from Brett, okay? Look at this, okay? PD lost his game as well after that November 1st game against Nashville when I think Pedersen put up a couple points, but Tockett was unhappy, okay? And maybe Pedersen tried to change his game afterwards. All in all, do you think Tockett is a bit too hard on the players, or or, uh, or is this, again, part of the bigger picture? You, you brought up the logic last week. Maybe you can explain it to the listeners before we get to Ghost of the Week. Is Tockett too hard on the players? I don't think so, personally. I mean, I think talking again strikes that balance between being hard. He's not Bruce Boudreau soft. He's not necessarily a feel-good coach. But Talkett knows that he has to work with his players. And he did so in Pittsburgh, um, especially in that assistant role. You know, he, he knows he has to work with the Stars, let them play their game, but also bring accountability, right? We saw Hughes get benched a bit on the weekend. We've seen Miller get benched earlier this season. He's not afraid to bench the Stars when they're not playing well. But he knows that he has to work with his stars and not work against them. He's not going to come in here and be Mike Keenan. Uh, but I think Talkett's found a good balance between being, you know, a hard ass and a player's coach. You got to do what you got to do. And Begsy, again, walked me off the ledge last week. I was crumbling. I was falling. I was turning off the TV early. I, I was, you know, not going on the internet. I wasn't looking at any Canucks stats. I was dark. But Trevor brought it up, you know. We're not here to win games in December, November. Like, we're trying to get this right so we're really, really good in April and how you do that is by holding players accountable and always having the bigger picture in mind. And it's easier to have that bigger picture in mind when you have some goats. Yes, the Canucks are stacked, man. They really are. And Trevor may mention some of those stacked players on this week's version of Goats of the Week. All right, the first... 
goes to Elias Pedersen. He is our number one GOAT Ooh. of the week. Sorry, Brett. It was a, it was a slow month in November for Pedersen. I did find that, you know, not last week, but the week prior, I felt like he was starting to get his game back a bit. Now, it hasn't been Pedersen necessarily dominating night in and night out, but he was the reason they won against the Carolina Hurricanes. Pedersen was the best player on the ice. He basically single-handedly willed that team to victory with setting up Lafferty, setting up McCabe, scoring the game-winning goal shortly after the Hurricanes tied it up. He had a good night against the Devils, too, with two assists on the night. I don't honestly this week. I don't think there was a clear cut go to the week. I think there was some ups and downs to the Canucks overall. Bad period against Minnesota. Some bad defensive flaws against New Jersey. Yeah, there are ups and downs against Carolina. Again, this isn't the dominant team we saw in October. Um, I don't think anyone is playing perfectly right now. But Elias Pettersson looks like he's slowly crawling his way back. And honestly, I think by the end of this season, you know, this blip that Pettersson had in, in November is going to be a thing of the past. Like this guy could easily still put up 120 points, which is kind of what I said mm-hmm. coming into the season. So 150 to 120 is attainable for Elias Pettersson. Uh, and look at this week, he had, you know, one goal, five points in three games. So he is my number one goal of the week. I'm going to rip through the rest of them because, you know, we're, we're short up on time. You know, the the, the boss men here at Law Talk Canucks, they like it on the half an hour, okay? We're going to go a bit over just because we love the people. And, uh, you know, we, we probably just rip it, man. Just rip it. Who are, who are the rest <laughs> of these guys, man? All right, number two, my uh, number two go to the week. Niels Hooglander finally gets that permanent promotion to the second line, scores the game time goal against New Jersey. Uh, good defensive effort against Minnesota on Thursday as well. Uh, Taco was praising this guy, so he's number two. Number three, Casey DeSmith, uh, the first Canucks backup to get a shutout in six years since Andrews Nielsen in October of 2017. Uh, DeSmith, after losing his uh, you know two games before that. Comes in after not playing for a while and delivers the shutout and really kept the Canucks in it when they were getting bombarded early. Number four, Sam Lafferty. Uh, he has two goals, three points, and three games on the week, looking like he belongs on the top line, which is I don't think it's anything that any of us thought. Then number five, this guy always seems to find a way on here, JT Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, another week where two goals, four points, and three games over the point per game mark. I thought he was the best player on the ice against New Jersey on Tuesday night, uh, and Miller just continues to get it done. Again, that's why I said last week here on Lockdown Canucks, that he is my MVP for your Vancouver Canucks right now. He's also my MVP too. JT Miller just brings it every game. He does his thing. Now, Elias Patterson, your number one GOAT of the week. Look, even when he was struggling to put up points consistently prior to Saturday's game, in my opinion, he was still engaged and he was still doing his thing, and he also produced some of the biggest hits of the season for the Vancouver Canucks. This guy's a freaking alien. So don't hate on Elias Pettersson, okay? There's a lot of people in the comments over the last couple of weeks. This is why you shouldn't extend Pettersson. Uh, this is why you shouldn't pay him over $10 million, blah, blah, blah. Look what he did. Look what he did on Saturday. The only reason we won that game was because of Pettersson. And also, he did that playing a lot against Sebastian Ajo, who a lot of people like to compare Pettersson to because of that contract. Uh, these two are on different levels, okay? So stop doing that and stop disrespecting Elias Pettersson. Maybe the Vancouver Canucks and us should stop dis- disrespecting Andre Kuzmenko because this guy figured it out, okay? Uh, we're going to end the episode on this note, okay? Look at this. Kuzmenko was in my hockey pool. I wouldn't trade him. The guy's a beast, and something mental is going on with his game. Give him a banana and some Pepsi during warm-ups. I don't think this guy's joking. Uh, maybe the Canucks have been like, yo, less antics, okay? Don't be. We're, we're a professional hockey team. We're an NHL team on the West Coast, the best coast of Canada, okay? Be professional. No no more eating bananas. No more drinking Pepsi uh, on the ice or on the bench. You know another guy who drinks soda on the bench? Alexander Ovechkin. You got to let players breathe. Some guys 
remember how I said it? Some players are different. Some players are different. You gotta you gotta lead players in a different way. And I think the Canucks, and this has been pretty apparent with how they've kind of talked about Kuzmenko and kind of were annoyed by the fact that this guy was in Bali or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yo, you gotta let Kuzmenko have fun for for us to get the most out of him. It's just the way he's wired. It's just the truth. So I hope that this guy's just swallowing bananas all game long and chugging soda. Well, why, why'd you make oh. that face? You never swallowed a big, long banana in your life? Without chewing it? <laughs> Without chewing it, man. Just right down the pipe. <laughs> no, I have not. Yeah, um, uh, I'll, save that. I'll save that for you, buddy. I can do it. No gag you, reflex. You, you, and my girlfriend's hot. <laughs> Anyways, that was another you can, episode. Uh, you, can check, you can check that out on Kyle's OnlyFans page. <laughs> that was another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. Shout out to all the comments. Shout out to Aaron, man. Okay, again, there's a guy named Aaron in Surrey, the most popular Aaron in Surrey. He literally built a gym by himself. That guy's an OG. He's in the comments. And uh, one love. I'm going to get out of here. Trevor Beggs, sign us out. Yeah, maybe Andre Kuzmenko could take some workout advice from the legendary Aaron Gray from Surrey. Uh, but that's for another show. Like Kyle said, we got to get out of here. Shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. And a special shout out to the new subscribers. We freaking love all of you your families, and your dogs, too. Coming up later this week, I think Kyle said it. we got to do a deep dive. What are the low-cost defensemen the Canucks can target to bolster this blue line? Uh, and we'll also do you know, a couple of other fun segments. I'd like to show the Camille, former Canuck of the Week. I have someone in mind for that coming up. We also got to talk about Roberto Luongo, bango, bango, bongo, Le- Roberto Luongo's numbers going into the ring of honor? What? Uh, and then the Canucks also play against Tampa and Florida this week. All that stuff coming up on Locked On Canucks. But for now, again, we got to get out of here. I'm Trevor Banks. That guy's come out. And you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks. Your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.